Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuchinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Welcome, everyone. This is week 31 of 2023, and Pam is going to let us know all about the week starting July 31. Mm. And uh, and then the rest of the week is August. And I know we've got a full moon coming up. And as always, I'm sure Pam's going to give us lots of very useful, practical information for us to uh, work with during our week. And then I will be back with our meditation. And let us hear what is this first week of August looking like for us, Pam? Yes, well... I have to admit, this is one of my favorite times of year. Actually, I have quite a few favorite times of year. But one thing I love about the season of Leos is they just love to party and celebrate the fact that they were born. So to all you Leos out there or people who have Leo moon or Leo rising and are feeling very much in your energetic flame uh, rock on because your exuberance just lights us all up and if someone isn't feeling that uh, childlike joy then put yourself in some place where you can embrace it years ago I actually led a meditation where I talked about childlike joy and a woman said to me afterwards, she said, you know, I had such a terrible childhood that when anyone says something like that to me, I just clock out. And I, I apologized, but I also invited her to think about if she might want to mend that by giving herself childlike experiences, even though she's an adult. I mean, you know, it's great to take your shoes off and wade into water, decide you're going to try an ice cream flavor you've never had, just whatever will allow you that sense of, hey, I can give myself a treat and do it because this is why we're here to experience joy. There, Especially, I think the great challenge of that in today's times is there's so much negative and dark spin out there that we owe it to ourselves, the planet, and everyone around us to seek joy, share joy, invite joy. Okay. (laughs) So July 31st, the moon is in the sign of Capricorn. And so 
often when the moon is in Capricorn, people don't think of it as this like fun and playful energy. People with moon in Capricorn natally are often people from the time they were very small had to kind of shoulder on and do the little adult thing. But so plan it. Put it in your schedule. Think about ways that you can give yourself joy, uh, provide some entertainment or things for you to do that help your body play. I think play is really important. Play, romance, and romance doesn't have to be with a partner necessarily. It's just what gives some, some things that evoke a sense of a theater and expectation in your life, lighting candles, um, giving yourself some moments of pure experience. These are, I talk about this because the sun is in the sign of Leo. And in the Northern Hemisphere, you're in high summertime. In the Southern Hemisphere, of course, it's the reverse. Even more reason to welcome in the light, the warmth, the joy. So with this moon in Capricorn on Monday, we have a mandate day. There are things that we must do, and boy, we're going to do them. So if it's figuring out a time for you to make some joy in your life this week, then do that. Uh, Do the things that finish up, complete, aim for goals, make things happen. Before the recording, I was talking to Susie about my physical health. And so Moon and Capricorn on this day, because the Pluto is at the end of Capricorn, it's dipped back into, we're getting all these really hard, harsh, um, yes, the uh, Pluto and Capricorn dismantling must happen as we move into Pluto and Aquarius. So a lot of things feel hard. But also exciting, depending on where you're sitting with it. This sense of expectation. Something is shifting. Something is happening. And I was just actually writing about this today with the uh, seeming demise of cash societies, depending on where you live. Well, having cash is also responsibility. We have to admit what we have or use what we have wisely. When everything's a digital economy, um, it's very different than squirreling away paper money places where your spouse may not know where it is, your partner, your the tax man. It's a very, very different economy. So as we go into this sense of what is it that physically is changing, how do we take responsibility for how those changes happen? And today is a fabulous day to feel that sense that with every privilege, there's a huge responsibility There's a lot of spin around, like, it's my right, it's my privilege, I'm entitled to. Well, yeah, but there's a responsibility that comes with that. And Capricorn energy understands it, and Pluto in Capricorn has been enforcing it. So 
for those who take responsibility for the freedoms, independence, um, privileges they have, there is a continuation and an ease of stepping in to the next transits. For those who have been shirking responsibility, it looks a little different. <laughs> so Monday can be a reckoning day or it can be a day of this is what I'm doing and this is how I'm going to get there and yay me. So I think it's a great day. I think it's a wonderful day for uh, putting things in motion, platforms, uh, relationships with people who really are going the distance, aiming in places. I think it's fabulous for all of that. The moon goes void, of course, at 10.13 p.m. And then it's void for a little over an hour before it enters Aquarius at 11.58 p.m. Now, when the moon is void, generally astrologers advise don't start anything new, um, work on things already in motion. I find that very helpful, actually. Uh, complete things, uh, clear things up. Since in the Eastern time zone, which are the times I give, you adjust depending on where you live. <clears throat> but at that time of night, it might be best to just really wind down, focus in, meditate, go to sleep, do things that really help to recharge, restore, and set you up for what energetically is happening next. Because once that moon enters Aquarius at 11.58 p.m., <clears throat> for those of us who might still be up, it's different. It's, it's air moon. It's tenacious, fixed energy. It doesn't like to let go of something that it's interested in. It, it just keeps going down those electronic rabbit holes. So I would recommend for most people a restorative night's sleep is probably better unless you're on the other side of the planet and you're just gearing up for your workday. <clears throat> now, as Susie mentioned, the full moon occurs on August 1st. It's Lamas. It's uh, the time of year when that Leo sun is really in its element of strength. So it's opening up uh, more light, more light, more light. So that's how do we shine? How do we strive? How do we express ourselves. Now, one of the interesting things about this particular full moon, which is exact at 2.32 p.m., is that it, when the moon is full, remember, it is lit by that whatever sign the sun is in. So we've got that full moon in the sign of Aquarius. That's the opposite sign to Leo. And it's happening on Lamas, which is very old ways of expressing our allegiance to the, the connection with the planet and everything, all the wealth and riches that come from it as being part of this biosphere that we are a part of. So pagan, Wiccan, um, earth-based religions really mark this day. And it has a lot of energy with it. We've got a Mars-Jupiter picture, very auspicious, which is great for like 
giving birth or or fruition of ideas for making all those uh, connections happen. Really, really powerful for that. The the thing to keep in mind with this particular full moon is that some of us are really in this place of uh, decision-making or easing into understanding. How can I get my needs met and also have what is important for me to feel that sense of um, I am really receiving what nurtures me? what I desire, what I want, and also what nurtures me. And for some of us, depending on our astrology, this is a life um, contract. How do I give balance to, okay, I'm feeling safe and comfortable, but there's something I'm also yearning for that I'm not letting into my life because if I do that, it requires perhaps some compromise that's going to take away from what makes me feel safe and comfortable. And this is lunar lessons because sometimes what makes us feel safe and comfortable or nurtured is not necessarily what's best for us. But especially if we've had a challenged moon, which means challenged childhood, certain stresses or um, things, inadequacies, things that didn't, weren't able to, and not faulting the parents. Sometimes it's just what the child needs is not supplied or circumstances, environment. There's so many reasons. But the important piece is that when there's an echo of that in the sky, especially this full moon, it's asking us if we feel that sense of lack, wanting, desire, displacement. Once again, to take responsibility for it and do your own work of the nurturing, mothering, completing, giving, making sure you have what you want. <clears throat> and a lot of times this can ring true if you like habitually feel you're not earning as much as you deserve, that often will show some sort of challenge to the moon or Venus especially. So overall, this is a great full moon energy to receive, especially when we are aware of how we may be stopping our ability to receive fully. And what it requires is taking responsibility. Oh, that is a huge theme of this week and probably ongoing. <laughs> Venus is in retrograde. Remember that. So it's another reason why we are going over themes of do I get what I deserve? Am I able to ask for what I want and need? On the second Wednesday, still in that uh, full moon energy. And this may be the day where, especially those of us who were born with moon-venus challenges, feel that real friction and prickly stuff that's about, do I have to ask for? Do I have to declare? Do I have to speak out? And maybe, yeah, maybe. And it might be sudden for some of us. 
with a moon Uranus picture that's a square, it, it can be like, oh, wow, I'm derailed, or I didn't expect that to happen, or, or well, that came out of nowhere, and then I said this. So it's, it's an action-packed day. I don't, again, I, I'm not saying it's a bad day. What I think is most important when we see days where there are lunar challenges in the sky is the more conscious we are, the stronger we are. And, it, and it's really so much about where we are at this point in time is, as Eckhart Tolle and other people have been writing about, it's, it's really getting that sense of what that ego voice is, that voice that kind of is on this continual tape in, in your head, but is not necessarily the the higher self or the greatest expression of who you are or why you're here. And so with the full moon in the sign of Aquarius lit by the Leo sun, there is a sense of, I'm here, look at me, look at the, again, I'm all lit up, this childlike expression. But what's important with that moon in, in Aquarius is are you recognized in your community? And if you're not, it might be time for a new community. Some, some place where you're really seen for your light, appreciated for that, and able to express it fully. And you may be in an absolutely the right community, but for whatever long honed reasons, there's a habit of holding back. Don't hold back your gold. Don't hold back your gifts. You're here to share them. So the moon goes void, of course, on Wednesday at 5.15 p.m. And it's void, of course, basically all evening until it goes into Pisces at 11.05 p.m. So this is a great night to just play. (laughs) Especially for people who like to talk, share ideas, uh, go instigate things, <laughs> community action, things where you, you're you're able to. Uh, it's it wouldn't be a good day to appeal to a school board or community group for something you want to have happen. But it's a good day for um, gathering. Good evening, rather for gathering people who are like minded and want to swap ideas and thoughts and start to carve out what that might look like with the moon and void. Of course, uh, we never really want to write things down or make commitments or say, yeah, I'll do that. Or please follow through with this because when the moon is not making direct aspects to another planet, there's no emotional glue. So people don't usually follow through not necessarily because they don't want to, but because something else comes up that pulls them into it. So once the moon is in the sign of Pisces, this is a really sweet couple of days. I mean, on Thursday, there is some bumpy stuff, especially with making sure you're heard for what you're saying, um, really being able to figure out how do I express myself in the best way possible. But this is all things you can work out. Moon and Pisces, uh, with the little challenges that I see on this day uh, and Friday is, is much more effective. It's almost like I would say 
Thursday's the day when you learn the dance steps. Okay, one, two, three, four. Are we in sync? How are we? Oh, I'm sorry, I stepped on your toe. You know, the kind of clumsy day. But we're working towards something that we want to make happen, achieve, pull together. And it's it's powerful. It's something that's well worth spending the work doing. Some people are born with a natural aptitude to dance, so perhaps that's not a good example. Some people like me, <laughs> oh my goodness, the whole right-left thing. I mean, I, I think physically the messages just never went through my brain to know. It doesn't mean I don't like to dance. I do. But partner dancing is real work for me. So that's why I brought in that example. And then on Friday, this is a really wonderful day for having taken everything you learn through that uh, one, two, three, work through, compromise. Um, let's uh, share the power. No, that was a little too hard, a little too forceful. How do we give better balance? So that Friday is showtime. Friday is a perfect day for really feeling like everything's coming together, for waking up after feeling like, oh gosh, I'm, I just can't get it to, wow, it's, it's here. I got it. I understand. And what happens is the moon goes void, of course, at 9.21 p.m., but overall, that evening before it goes void, of course, is really, really afternoon, evening, just terrific for getting really deep insights with people you're talking with uh, or meditating with, uh, therapeutic work, excellent, excellent today, lots of big leaps that can occur. Once the moon has gone void, oh. This is really important for deep chill, deep relaxation. Moon void, of course, in the sign of Pisces, just wants to meditate, clock out, watch a beautiful visual, um, listen to music, cuddle, just whatever just allows you to float, uh, really, really recharging and healing. Moon enters Aries at 11.19 p.m., now we're in very different energy, fire energy, charging. The ideal is to get in bed and fall asleep before that happens, <laughs> especially fire sign, air sign people, because once it kicks in, it's, you know what it's like when you're really, really tired and your body just wants to go to sleep and you push it another hour, half hour, whatever you're trying to do, and then you can't fall asleep. Well, that's what will happen for those of us who haven't like wound down before then. So the weekend has that Aries moon, which is really charging and kicking a lot of energy. M many people are just going to feel full steam ahead on Saturday the 5th. Movement, action. My recommendation is that anything that you start or engage in over this weekend, just be really aware that if it involves 
like anything that's got to do with you do this and I do that. Um, you want to be, especially over long term, you want to be really clear about if each person feels comfortable with what they've taken on. Um, it can be a very fun, energetic day. I wouldn't overdo physically, especially on Sunday. It's not the day to climb camel's hump in Vermont if you haven't regularly been doing hiking <laughs> and walking. It's, uh, you, you want to allow your body to do what it does and not push it too hard. The impulse will be to push it too hard, but the best course is to take that chi and put it in something that is constructive and not theoretically long-term potentially detrimental <laughs> to either physical or uh, relationship, things that it's a powerhouse energy and you want to make sure you understand where it's going. And now I turn it over to Susie. To know where it's going. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, well, there's so many different things this week. Yes, uh, it is. Yeah. It's There's a lot. There's a lot. So, mm -hmm. Pam, what, what are you feeling is like the biggest thing that needs our attention? Well, I think one thing that's really important is there's um, it's a it's a powerful week where we're getting into a lot of power energies now. And with the Venus retrograde, there's a there's a reminder of how we want to be effective in relationships and I think it, it comes down to when one is feeling that power surge or that desire to check in again and really work with self-love. You know, am I pushing too hard because I feel I'm not being seen? Well, see yourself. Honor yourself. Go to the well. Okay. Power, power, power. Okay, mm. off we go. Off we go. Thank you so much. So I invite everyone for our little 10-minute meditation. Mm. Take the energy into your heart centre and let's do it all from the heart. Sending it all from the heart. And feel yourself literally just filling up from the heart so that it is the heart that is not the me, me, me heart, love me, love me, I love you, love me heart, but the heart that's like the really big heart, that heart that is expanded in all directions to all beings everywhere and that is actually completely selfless. And that's something that's maybe a very difficult concept for us 
because we're taught so much about looking after ourselves and self-love and self this and self that and so much of our way of life and all this. Even a lot of the spiritual teachings we receive are about really strengthening the love of self. So let's just for a few moments go into what in the Buddhist world we call selflessness, which one might think of being the opposite of selfishness actually, and just going into selflessness so that I can be loving, be unconditionally loving, be kind, do good for others, do many, many things for others above and beyond what I would even do for myself. It might seem like extreme for some of us to even think about being like that or doing like that. But just for a few moments, just in our meditation, perhaps a little bit will go into our lives, but just now for our meditation, think of yourself as being this unlimited unconditionally loving being that is there absolutely selflessly for others. So when you do good things for other people, there's no expectation that you would be recognized, that you would be seen, that you would be appreciated, that you would be thanked. You do it almost like an anonymous donation. You don't want the accolades. Your ego doesn't need to be patted on the back. You're very happy not to be seen, very happy not to be heard, very happy not to be recognized. And sometimes that's very hard for us. So just meet that if you have some resistance even to the idea. Just try and meet that. See what it feels like to be that absolutely unconditionally loving without any recognition, without any concern for the self. And you might feel your ego bumping up against that and saying that can't happen. Just notice what comes up in you. Maybe you hear the words, but I deserve some love or I deserve some gratitude or I need some appreciation. Just notice what comes up when you are asked to be unconditionally loving. Maybe you've done something recently that you felt should have been seen or recognized or that you should have been thanked for or maybe you're angry at someone or angry at a situation because your being was not appreciated. Just notice what comes up from your recent life or perhaps childhood.
and then see all of these experiences as opportunities. See all of these experiences as another opportunity for you to become more selfless. That you recognize that you can be generous with your love, with your attention, with your caring, with your time, with your wisdom, with your skills, with everything, and that you are able to give it freely, openly, and that you're not going to be upset or angry if that family member or that friend, that neighbour, that relative doesn't bow before you and say, oh, thank you so much. What happens when we're able to reach such a really advanced spiritual state when we can be selfless and truly give of ourselves? Just experience yourself just for a few moments being in that state. Maybe it's something that we would like to become. Maybe it's something that we're already embracing and that we feel we're deepening into. Or maybe we're at the very, very beginning of being selfless and we're still thinking about what I need and what I want and what I deserve. Just notice where you are in your own development, in your own state of understanding. in your own spiritual awareness. And just for a few moments, allow that to imprint into your heart that I have this opportunity and I am right now. Unconditionally loving in all directions, I am selfless. And I am full. Full, full, full. Full with no boundaries. I have boundless love, boundless compassion and boundless understanding. And allow the frequency of your being to rise, to increase. Allow yourself to be of this higher frequency and to not let the ego pull you back into me, me, me. Allow your heart to be boundless 
And as you feel that energy rushing through your body, there's a true sense of freedom, a true sense of expansion that actually moves through every single cell of our body and actually increases our well-being, increases our sense of health, increases our happiness. As we dedicate ourselves and dedicate our lives to help all living beings, not just this one that we consider the self, but to help all beings everywhere. And gently we open our eyes, take a few deeper breaths, feeling this expansion and this opportunity to in every moment be full of love. Love now, everybody. Thank you so much, Pam. I love you. And we'll see everybody next week. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of Active Spirituality dot life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.